In a white room with black curtains near the station. Black roof country, no gold payments, tired starlings. Silver horses, run down moonbeams in your dark That's actually an inside joke on me, ladies and gentlemen. I just moved into my brand new condominium, and the walls are actually a blush pink, but from their vantage point, they look white. So, ha ha. You said no ha-ha. strings could secure you at the station. No strings could secure me. Not my not after quarantine, my fat ass would snap. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. God damn it, I did it again. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What? You did what? Are you trying to get rid of the anywhos? Yes, I say that shit too damn oh, much, see? man. I got to find... I maybe I, I, maybe I need any... to go back to... Anybody else notices but you. I, I do, and it, it drives me nuts. Maybe it needs I need to, go to be back. a drinking game. It really does. Oh, Robin Schabowski. Go... <laughs> yes, exactly. But instead of but ums, but, um, it's the any who's. That's, that's wanna, the next poll. I How sm- many shots before you fell asleep with Chris Platt's any who's? Listen, <laughs> I want to smack AJ every time he says but um. But at the same time, I said um a lot today when I was doing three-man weave. So it, it happens. It's there. As long as you just keep going and don't let people really try to notice it, it, it you're usually okay. Anywho. Hey! <laughs> the only plausible transition. <laughs> As my beautiful better have just alluded to, please use your heads. I clearly didn't use my head. We're recording this late, late night because I was literally... It took me an hour and a half just to find my equipment to try to do this shit. And then once I found my equipment to do this shit, it took me forever to set this shit up. It's still not right. At some point in time during this broadcast, I'm pretty sure my microphone is going to fall. And you're going to hear these two yahoos yucking it up because of that. And it's probably going to be on the back of something that I said smart to them. All that being said, make sure y'all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash D chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. We do have something for everybody. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling. My personal fave, Jesus did the job. Hashtag journalism. And Plat Blast 2020. Elections in about a month and a half. Do you know who you're voting for? Who are you going to vote for? You're going to vote for the senile racist or Donald Trump? Anywho, go, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. Please, thank you, thank you, please. My name is Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the commissioner, PC Tunney. You've already heard him. And... Mr. Belaz, sir, as the resident Tampa Bay Bucks fan, what is it? Is it time to panic? Fuck no! I told you last <laughs> week we weren't gonna win this game. You you're going up against a team that's been the same fucking team and just got more weapons for the last five years against a whole new coach and and quarterback tandem 
quarterback that needs to get used to fucking wide receivers and timing and someone's got to get on the right right page about how to read a defense and if you run a post route or a, or a curl and I don't think that's on temp on Tom, even though Bruce wanted to say it was, but Tom probably takes the heat a lot better than Mike Evans because Mike Evans might feign another injury for two weeks and cry for a little bit. So who knows? But when when you weren't watching the obvious jitters and the the the, the bumps along the road, there were there were moments of hope. There were there were moments to care. Ronald Jones looked damn good. Scotty Miller looked like he's actually a a serviceable Wes Welker replacement. You know, he's just, you know... By, you by know. the way, sh- shout out to Scotty Miller, BG alum, Isaac Azuma Zumaze. Please continue. Oh, really? He, I didn't notice that. I, I don't follow college stuff, really, so I didn't know where he came from. That's good to know. But yeah, Miller was good. Godwin did good. Gronk didn't really exist, so that didn't help much. But even O.J. Howard found hands. So, like, there, there's things to care about about the game, but we weren't going to win this anyway, so who cares if it looked bad or not? We knew so, we were losing this. You can one. ask 90% of non-ridiculous fans that have actually been fans before Tom Brady signed, we weren't winning this game anyway. So, number one, don't get snippy with me with your fucking Don Quixote goatee. Get the fuck out of here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To dream the impossible well, dream. Windmills, it's, more of a, it's more of a I'm Sons of Anarchy goatee. It's more of a Sons of Anarchy goatee. <laughs> but, come on, man. Number one, this was is probably the worst landing spot for Tom Brady. Now, I understand why he went there on, on both sides. Number one, y'all get Tom Brady. Why wouldn't he go there? Number two, they've got a lot of weapons, and Tampa's not a bad place to live if you got a couple nickels to rub together. White guys from the Northeast love to retire in Florida, but continue. Exactly, exactly. But the problem is, and the reason why this isn't going to work, is because that offense is oh and I forgot to mention that we think Bruce Arians is a good coach so that that's another you know check mark for Tampa but the reason this thing isn't going to work is because this offense is predicated you just listed all those weapons this entire offense is predicated on pushing the ball down the field mm-hmm. Tom Terrific doesn't have accuracy on his deep ball any longer and lest we forget hold on hold on lest we forget dare I say he's looking mad skittish in that pocket well was he not pc and chris godwin is on concussion protocol as well so there's that him and evans are both a little nicked up right now i think it's early i think he needs to get the verbiage down i think that might not have helped with him making decisions at the line of scrimmage it's all brand new i i said at the beginning of the year they're going to go eight and eight at best so we'll see what happens i'll tell you what the the new orleans saints i said 10 and 6 and i'm the tampa fan there's, 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 there. The amount of teams that would have lost Week One to the New Orleans Saints are in the upper twenties as far as the amount of teams that are in the NFL that would have lost to them in Week One. New Orleans Saints are a team to be reckoned with. They have offensive weapons. They have a really good head coach. They have a very solid defense. So it's nothing to sneeze at to lose to New Orleans. That's going to happen. It's a division game. It's all new to Tom Brady. That's my pretty much my thoughts on that game. No, so, that's fair. So go, since go, we're go doing ahead. NFL call-outs, Chris, uh, Mr. Uh, Cream Room, Shut and I can't tell up. if the curtains are Shut black. Up. 
I can't Tom hear Brady, you. I can't Tom hear Brady you. threw two picks, and that, that offense looked inept. The pocket crumbled on him like it was an Oreo and some milk, and it, it was just fucking terrible. But we still put up 23 points. Um, how about Baker Mayfield, good old yeah, Maker Bayfield? Did you guys – I mean, you got a touchdown, but I don't think you got the extra point. So how many points did you guys score again? A strong six. A strong six. And uh, this was a division opponent who also falls under Tunney's wonderful category of in the upper 20s would have probably lost to them. How many points did they score against your strong six? Uh, they had a few. Uh, a few. A few. Yeah, they scored, scored a couple touchdowns, you know. A couple touchdowns. Just, just. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, uh, one or two, you know. Yeah, just maybe, maybe four. Maybe yeah. a field goal here or there. It was in the 30s somewhere, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I, I had to come on here and, and clown you about Tom Terrific. We'll we'll get to the Browns here, but uh, I, you know I don't want to be that guy that hits the panic button after season one because I hate when the analysts do that because y'all know how it is. This week, oh my God, it's gloom and doom. The Tampa Bay, it's over, and then next week they'll win. It's like oh Tampa Bay, they finally righted the ship. Where nobody knows what the hell is going on in an NFL season until about what week nine or ten, and and the the dirty little secret is as bad as Tom Terrific look or didn't look, or how as bad as he looked, nobody's pointing out that Drew Brees looked like hot garbage in that game as well. You know, now he knows his offense. They've been running that offense forever, but he didn't look good either. And God bless Troy Aikman. This Mellon Farmer did fucking Simone Biles-style gymnastics trying to flip and not talk bad about either of these shitty-looking quarterbacks. Did y'all notice that during the game? I mean, Aikman doesn't have a lot of room to stand when it comes to people in quarterback play because he had Emmett Smith, so he had a damn dominant defense and a damn dominant run game. There's a reason why Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think, is on track in the next couple hundred yards to pass Aikman's total yards number for his career. Ryan yes. Fitzpatrick, the fucking yes. journeyman of, like, the fucking ages who starts five games a year – is about to pass him. So Aikman, Aikman was efficient, but That's it's not, not like he fair, was... man. They Aikman didn't pass as much as they do now. That's not fair. God of, I mean, Dan Marino, John Elway, Steve Young, Brett Favre. This is the 90s we're oh, talking. Bro, These bro. are all his contemporaries. These are all his contemporaries that put up fucking huge balls numbers. Huge balls. Even fucking yeah. Bledsoe put up huge fucking numbers. But then again, he had to throw because he couldn't run because he was a fucking statue. And but he also has as many Super Bowls as uh, all of those quarterbacks you just named combined. Bledsoe? Bledsoe's got one ring, thanks to I'm... Brady. When... Okay, so that's three. They each got three. <laughs> so does Troy. Well, Elway's got... No, we're got... not counting... No, we're... oh, okay, you said Elway, okay. I, I did say Elway. Elway's got two. That's he went crazy. to five. He only got two, thanks to Terrell Davis, because he needed a running game. And a helicopter plan, but you know, yeah, horse face killer. <laughs> but, <laughs> so if if you all couldn't tell, ladies and gentlemen, we're just shooting the shit today, man. We're just hang out with your with your boys. Go grab a drink, go smoke some, drink some. We just hanging out. So I guess I gotta take my lumps. If I can talk shit about Tom, terrific. I have uh-huh. to take my lumps as well. So go right ahead, y'all. I, well, let me put it to you like this, okay? There's no way that the Browns are that bad. The Ravens might be that good, but they can't possibly be that bad, can they? He says that in his head, knowing he's talking about the Cleveland Browns. Okay, so there's not really much to talk about from last week, but this week you guys host, I, I'm pretty fairly certain you guys host the Bengals this week. You do. It's Thursday. actually it's in Ohio it's, regardless. Yeah, no, you guys, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a home game for the Browns. 
it's Thursday night. It's on the NFL Network. They're actually they're actually going to be watching this game. The game's actually going to be taking place as you all are listening to this podcast. But please continue. The Browns are minus six. Over under is forty three and a half. Well, I mean, they're clearly going to beat the Bengals, but I, I did like what I saw out of Joe Burrow, though. He looked good. He looked very competent. He made a few rookie mistakes, mainly that that shovel pass that he tried to get. That's nothing. That's just adjusting okay, to, to the fair, speed Joe of the Joe Burrow game. can't pull that off, but how many times did Patrick Mahomes pull that off? Patrick Mahomes could, like, throw the football behind him, bicycle kick it, and Travis Kelsey will catch it in the fucking, in the fucking you, end zone. You like, said the name before <laughs> that brought it back, is, and that's Brett Favre. Well, he's got a he's young. I mean, it was literally his first game. He's got to adjust to the speed of the game and he'll be able to make those plays eventually. But he did drive the team down for the game winning touchdown, saves that bullshit pass interference call, and then the kicker that broke his leg as he was kicking it. <laughs> that was the worst time to get a cramp, and it was like a thirty yard field goal. Like, trying to tell me you couldn't just aim for the fucking middle? And then cry about your cramp. Eat a fucking banana. Get some potassium, you bitch. You got one fucking job. Stretch beforehand. But Burrow looked really good in that game. I was very impressed. And I, I had picked him to win that game, so I was definitely pissed about that bullshit uh, push-off pass interference that they called on A.J. Green. He's an elite receiver. You don't make that call on elite receivers. You got this rookie quarterback, and it's his first game. And it's the L.A. Chargers. Who gives a shit if the L.A. Chargers lose? Whoa, I was only amused because I picked the Chargers. But, yes, both teams aren't really anything to, to scream about. So, at least Burrow looked competent. I give you that one. Burrow did look composed. He looked competent. And I didn't hate what I saw from him. But it was against the Chargers. Let's let's put him against a little better team and see what happens. Like the Browns on Thursday. And the Browns Assuming the Browns remember there's a game. Does it matter? It might. Like, the Browns lose some dumb fucking games over the last couple years. Baker They're looks the fucking. Browns. They Baker lose. looks fucking amazing against like the Ravens or the Steelers in the past couple years, and then he'll lose a game to fucking like the Lions, and you're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, this well, is Baker's why you don't make it. the playoffs. You lost a dumbass game." Baker's not it. He he's not. He's not it. He's too he's... short. Number one. So if they rush him up the middle, he can't see over his goddamn lineman to try to throw the football. And they try to roll him out on, you know, some rollouts and play actions and stuff like that. And he holds the ball too long or he makes the wrong read. He's just he he's not it. They really just need to double down, run the ball and try to set up the play action. In you two know, years, y'all can't figure out how to get the ball to Odell Beckham. That's a problem. My too. Here's my only argument. And then Tony can can weigh in if he's got anything else to say. Everybody thought Alex Smith was a bust for his first seven years because he was hurt and he had, like, nine different head coaches in, in, you know, San Francisco. Then he gets one fucking year where there wasn't a new coach and he could actually learn things, and then everybody thinks he's fucking God, and then he fucking rejuvenates his career and, you know, pushes a team to the playoffs and gets another starting job in Kansas City and would have had the Washington job on lock for the last couple of years if he didn't Theismann himself. Not himself, but, you know, if he didn't get the Theismann injury. So... I'm not saying Baker's Alex Smith, but it wouldn't be the first time that, you know, you give somebody four head coaches on a whole bunch of different fucking offensive coordinators in two years, and it's it's kind of an issue when he has no consistency. Watch this, Tony. I'm about to get balls to blow his lid. My counter to what you just said? Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I feel about famous Jameis. His mistakes were always the same. Because he couldn't see. Okay. He got 
he should have got LASIK four years ago. He had the money. You trying to tell me you don't have money on that fucking initial contract? They get LASIK? Everybody you know I mean? can get LASIK. If his eyesight was that bad, his ass should have got it before. Drew Brees is washed, man. Baker, excuse me, not Baker. Jameis is going to start for the Saints this year, and they'll they'll protect Drew. They'll say he's got some sort of injury so he can save face. But ba- I, God damn it, I keep calling him Baker. Famous Jameis Winston is going to start a game for the New Orleans Saints this year. And don't give me that bullshit about, oh, he's the third-string quarterback, and they got that weird halfback slash dude as the Taysom. No, Taysom, no, Taysom, no. Taysom, get the car. No. Taysom, pick up the bill. Taysom, go get the Uber Eats. <laughs> he does everything for the team. It's amazing. Taysom Hill. He's the, the, the human Swiss Army knife. Taysom, get the car. Taysom, go get the hose. Taysom, hide the coke. <laughs> Taysom, where's the weed? <laughs> Tony, did you have something to answer? About the Cleveland Browns, no. <laughs> I can't okay, even be mad. So I mean, what the hell? Going around the horn, the, the Packers looked fucking great. So is there anything you want to pop out there as actual fucking analysis instead of just yes my team is the best Aaron Rodgers is God go home <laughs> gave up 24 points in the fourth quarter reminded me that we clearly don't have Dom Capers for a defensive coordinator anymore for a reason we need to tighten that up and then three targets one catch for 12 yards from our tight ends I would like to see a little bit better from that. MVS showed up with some big catches, but he also dropped a really big third down on an important drive. Big win, scored a lot of points. Offense looked great. Rodgers seems a lot more comfortable in the offense this year. We'll see what happens. Love the addition of Tyler Irvin. Thought he did great running the ball and running some routes. So there you go. He's taking over that Randall Cobb, Ty Montgomery kind of place. Um, Devontae Adams is still top three, four receivers in the league. Oh, okay. I wouldn't go there, but all right, whatever. Do you think? Cool. Who would you put ahead of Adams then? Uh, Julio Jones. That's DeAndre one. Hopkins. That I agree. The that's Duke. two. Okay. AJ no. Green. No. Why? How? No, yes. not a. Yes. That's, that's insane. Yes. He's been hurt yes. for a year and a half. What did he yes. do on Sunday? What yes. did he do on Sunday? Who, uh, he he scored the game winning touchdown that the refs took away from him. That's what he did on Sunday. You know, Des Bryant did the same thing, and then he was fucking pushed out of Dallas. AJ Dallard, Green, so AJ Green had AJ Green had nine targets, five catches, fifty-one yards. Okay, Devontae Adams against, against Minnesota, not San Diego, had seventeen targets, fourteen catches for one hundred and fifty-six yards and two touchdowns. Now, go ahead, you keep making your case for AJ Green. He also had a quarterback that was his little first game in the NFL versus an all-time great, a, a, a GOAT. Come on, man. Who else? Uh, there's another guy. Um, hell, if Mike Evans can get his shit together, man, I'd put him in. No, with all due respect, yes. Yes. Mike Evans fucking yes. takes too much time off. Mike Evans is – if Mike Evans would actually try 100% of the time, I agree with you, but he doesn't. We've seen that over the last five years. He picks and chooses when he wants to play. He half-esses it a lot fucking we saw that with the fucking route that he decided to just dig on instead of fucking run the fucking post so yeah no mm -mm. Mike Evans is mediocre at best he's Keyshawn Johnson 2.0 and Keyshawn's a Super Bowl champion there will be no Keyshawn Johnson slant on these airwaves sir give him the just give him the damn ball 
David Tyree's the Super Bowl champion, too. You suddenly got to crown him as one of the best receivers in the game? Just give him the damn ball. So nobody okay, good answer. On that reference. Good answer. <laughs> no, I, I did pick up. I picked up on the fucking reference. I'm just not playing along. That's all. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don Quixote. Mm-hmm. So y'all want to hear my hot take from week one? Go for it, Bubba. Arizona's winning that division. Mm. Yeah. It's the NFC West. What? San Francisco's going to take a step back because the, the Super Bowl runner-up always takes a step back. Who's left? The Rams? All right, they looked all right, but it was the Cowboys. And who else is that? Who's the fourth team in that division? Seattle. 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 Okay, Seattle might be a problem. <laughs> Jeez. Are you gonna, they gonna, still don't have a line, though. We might they have still to don't have a, a line. Poor Russell. Is, he got a Russell Wilson. Poor Russell be out there running for his life, man. They still don't have an O-line. Arizona's Russell winning Russell's that division. running for his life the last two years, and they still make ten wins in the playoffs, yeah. if not better. So, come on. Talk, talk amongst yourselves. I'm about to look up Arizona's schedule, and I'm going to let you know. Talk okay. amongst yourselves. Well, we know well, they have six games, I bet four you they, of which I bet you they play. I bet you they play the Rams twice more. I bet you they play Seattle twice more and San Shut Francisco up. once more. Yeah, at least. You're right. that, I'll put money on that one right there. <laughs> Shut up, assholes. But I, don't, I don't know. The Cardinals, they're flashy. They did the same thing last season, too, where they hung in with games that they people people thought they shouldn't be in. Their, their offense looks real good. But then they, they have – their defense has some big names, but for some reason it doesn't tend to show up like it should when you got Patrick Peterson and the like. I'll put Murphy's it you, a player. I'll put it to you this way. He's a player. And, and, yeah. are, are the Cardinals improved 100%? Does DeAndre Hopkins give them the ability to have less long situations in third down because he's going to get those catches early on first and second down? Yes. Does he give them the better possibility of converting on third and long because he's a much better receiver? Yes. Does he give Kyler Murray more confidence? Yes. But here's what the Cardinals are going to do. A lot of people think four teams could possibly make it out of the NFC West, right? But that's not going to happen. You're going to get two teams. And the Cardinals are going to stop one team from making it because they're going to get some division wins, and that was one of them. So the leader in the clubhouse to not make the playoffs out of the NFC West, along with the Cardinals, is now the 49ers. And I'm telling you right now, that's going to happen. Seattle's going to win this division. The Rams are going to make it as a wild card. I think the Rams are backing for real this year. That's my analysis on the NFC West. So even though I hate that Kyler chose football over baseball, he's a player. So, okay, so the Arizona Cardinals, so they played the NFC East, which we all know how shitty that is. Shout out to yeah, Tom Terrific, who are, right? who are they on the road against is more importantly in those games. Who cares? There is no home field advantage, Tony. There's no home field advantage. Yeah, you're actually playing in the other person's stadium. There may or may not be fans. Some people do have some fans. So it is still a thing where you do have to travel to different areas. You have to travel a farther distance. East and West Coast traveling in NFL is a real thing on the road. And you know what they do? They typically fly out about Monday or Tuesday, so they'll have four or five days to accommodate themselves to the time difference. I'm not arguing with you that it's not a thing. It is a thing. I'm just saying the NFC East, or excuse me, the AFC East, that's three wins right there. They also play the NFC East. That's another three wins. I mean, come on, man. How how tough is that? And so that's I just gave them six wins. You're so talking if they about go... Buffalo, New England. You're talking about a, a decent Giants team. You're talking about Philly, who's up and down, an improved Washington football team. And then mm-hmm. you still have, what, Atlanta? No, no, East. Um, oh, Dallas. Yeah, that's East, right, uh, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's six wins right there. If they go what they play, they'd be lucky to go four and four in those games. If they go three and three in their division, which they'll probably do better, that's nine wins right there. And I'm not even. And of course, they're going to pick up. They're not going to sweep the two divisions though. Buffalo's a legitimate team. I said three. I said three wins, sir, in their division. You said three in the division, and then you said out of those six, because you said they play three from the AFC East, three from the NFC East, correct? I said three from the. I said they'll get three wins in the AFC East. They'll get three wins from the NFC East. They'll get three wins Who from the. Who do you division. see them beating? Is Arizona the like your second handily. team now? Since like you know the Browns are going to be bad already again, you're like on Arizona bandwagon. Is that what's going on here? Actually, no. Actually, my second team is the New England Patriots. I, I'm I'm not new to this, Tony. Okay, I know that as a Browns fan, you got to have. <laughs> <laughs> As a Browns fan, you have to have a secondary team to cheer for. And this year, it's the New England Patriots because I just, want Cam Newton, former MVP, to shove it up everybody's ass. Let me just say, I stole it in both my drafts and both my fantasy leagues this year. I got Cam Newton and Josh and Josh Allen in both of my fantasy football leagues. Oh, your money then. They don't have the same bye week, right? Nope. Oh, then your money. You're fine. No, We're I'm just already, going people. I'm already fielding. shitty. I'm already, I'm already fielding trades, though. You know, the keeper league, Josh Allen's untouchable. The other league, whoever I can get more for. Why do y'all love Josh Allen so much? What am I missing? He's super athletic, but that's he's where it's good. Done. No, he's not. He's got a good defense, and he's athletic. He's got an okay. The defense that Buffalo has has always been the type that just takes advantage of situations. They've never been great but they've been really good at ball hawking and really good at turning situations around when they need to. It's They're never consistently great. They're not like the 2000s Ravens or the, or the Bucks or anything like that. Hey, they're never they were great. I said they were good. I, you, you're trying to make it seem like the defense is the only reason. And then when you got fucking Stefan Diggs on the fucking offense now, and fuck, That's I'm blanking on who their fucking uh, running back is, the young kid that you know basically told yeah, Frank Devin- Gore to go retire in New York. They have Devin Singletary, and they they just drafted Zach Moss, so they're looking really good back there. Platt, let me just go over his stats, okay? So this is his third season. His rookie year, he threw for 2,100 yards, 10 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, but he had 631 yards rushing and eight rushing touchdowns. Last year, he threw for 3,100 yards, had 20 passing touchdowns, nine interceptions, 510 yards rushing, and nine rushing touchdowns. Week one. 33 of 46 for 312 yards, two touchdowns passing, no interceptions, 57 yards rushing, and a rushing touchdown. Sound well, like a, sound like sound like anybody else I have on my roster? Cam Newton. Cam's also a former league MVP. Don't you ever fix your face to compare Josh Allen to a former league MVP? Josh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had. Josh Allen had. Quarterback now. Josh Allen had 17 rushing touchdowns and 1140 yards rushing in his first two seasons, and he just threw for 300 yards and rushed for a touchdown where he threw two touchdown passes. You can't tell me that that doesn't sound exactly like Cam Newton in his first few years. Cam Newton won MVP in his what his fourth year and went to, took him to the Super Bowl. Like I get it. They're going to be a different team in New England, but at the same time, Cam still has to be able to prove that he can pass the ball more than 15 yards down the field because he threw one pass more than 15 yards, and eventually teams are going to load up on the front on the Patriots, and then we're going to see if Cam's still got the arm. I think he does. That's why I have him. Don't think I don't have mad respect for Cam Newton. I'm just saying, Josh Allen is the next Cam Newton. He's big. He can move. He can run. He doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. 
I so we're just ignoring the part where I said the kid was a great athlete. That's fine. Well, yeah, but, no, but, you're so, still but you chastised me bills, for comparing so why them to Cam don't Newton. You see the Bills as a good team if you're just putting it on the defense and you're not really understanding the hype behind Allen. I because of the defense and the continuity because they are coming back for another season. Now, listen, man, the thing Carolina with Cam, had a I'm great hurt. defense when Cam Newton was awesome in Carolina. They had an okay defense. They just sat back. They and had a better defense than Buffalo did. and all that with Keith no. Davis. That that version of the Carolina defense. Are we talking about? Yeah. They, because that, that is a better defense than what Buffalo has now. Because that was my team that year. You know, obviously I'm a Browns fan. I gotta have a secondary team. You know, that that was my team for that year. The, was so Carolina. Does your, so I was, your secondary team just change every year to whoever you feel like supporting? Yes. Player wise. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just checking. I wasn't sure if you had a locked-in number two. No, when I was a kid, it was the Philadelphia Eagles because I loved Randall Cunningham. Um, answer. Yeah, and just just to give you some examples of uh, you know teams that I've cheered for in the past, uh, the I think the year that the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, they were there because they were a fun team, the Legion of Boom and all of that, and Russell, obviously uh, Cam's Carolina last year. Sounds like you qualify for bandwagon nerds this week. Hey. <laughs> Shut up. My my city's not title town, okay? So blow me. But getting back to the camp thing, what one thing that I hope that New England's coaching staff is able to do is kind of fix his his feet a little bit. Because it's not that he's inaccurate on deep balls. It's just that he's such a great athlete. He, he could just flip the ball 60 yards whenever he wants to. And he throws a lot off of his back foot, which leads to a lot of his accuracy issues. So I'm praying that they're working on that. That sounds like an excuse. It's not an excuse. It is what it is. I mean, Aaron Rodgers spent four years on the bench, and they reconstructed his entire throwing motion, and he became a not goat. Not at all. Not what at all. I mean, no, they. I he, mean, he pretty much came in. It, he pretty much came in day one and off in in preseason training camp and everything else, and was throwing lasers all over the field. Aaron yeah, Rodgers, Rodgers was stock rock and ready the to first go. Couple years he was hurt. No, so he, they didn't. He, he played behind Brett Favre. There no, there was no reason Aaron Rodgers didn't, didn't play they, other than he played behind Brett Favre. Like, please, they, let's not. Let's not. Please don't question. Please don't question me about Green Bay. Yes or no? Yes, yes or no, Your Honor? Did they not spend four years? Did they not during those four years he was sitting? Did they not reconstruct his throwing motion? Yes or no? Not at all whatsoever. No, you're lying. You're lying. You're lying. Look it up. You're lying. You're lying. You're not right, sir. You're incorrect, sir. You're incorrect, oh boy. sir. Oh yes. Yeah. Look it up. Google it. I'm not just making this shit up. I don't see this is the thing, man, that y'all don't understand. I just don't be pulling shit out of my ass, man. That's not what I do. And I don't say shit to just be controversial. I have conviction. What am I the black skip bailers all of a sudden? Is that that's that's how I be feeling sometimes. Y'all be looking at me like I'm skip bailers. Like I just say ridiculous shit. And I don't be saying ridiculous shit. Kyote, you ain't got shit to say? Hey, th- this is between you and Tunny. This is round three, <laughs> week number three, where one of y'all gets on a fucking soapbox. You're like, no, you are wrong, and here's why, and I am right. Fuck you. So, you know, y'all, y'all, de- you, you duke it out. This is a nice heavyweight title fight. You have fun, and I'm just, I'm going to sit back here because, you know, the only thing I ever noticed with Rodgers is that the few times he did go in in garbage time for Favre or if Favre was pulled out because of an injury – Rodgers got dinged up a lot those first couple backup years, and I think that may have scared 
coaching to a degree of giving it to him earlier because they weren't sure about his durability. And Tani, Tani can argue that as much as he wants. But there were durability issues. Now, obviously, since he's taken over, we've really seen we, he came back with like a broken fucking foot and won the goddamn game when they were down by like 20 points. And he's proving to be a lot better than people gave him credit for. And a lot of it could have been just the fact that Favre was keeping him back or they didn't want to upset Favre because he was Favre. But injuries still happen, and injuries still go on the report, and you can still see the fact that he was dinged up at points. That's I'm, my take. I never heard the throwing motion thing, because yeah, honestly, not... I never paid enough attention to Rodgers when he was a backup to care about his throwing motion. And I'm not shitting on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is top ten all time easily, maybe even top five. I'm not shitting on the man at all. I love Aaron Rodgers, and I love his attitude, too. I love his fuck you attitude. He's a little arrogant. I like that in my quarterback. I'm just saying, like this, this, these were facts. Like this shit was out there in the public. They, you know, they spent time reconstructing his throwing motion while they were, you know, he was their project. I'm not saying anything. I'm not blaspheming Aaron Rodgers. I fox with Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying these is facts. This is the facts. Again, I can't, I can't argue that because I never heard it. I never paid enough attention. Like I said, I, I kind of kept the whole peripheral kind of view on the Packers because I liked Favre. He was fun to watch but they were never my team. I never gave a fuck. So I'm just like, oh, there's that kid that's behind him again and then he'd get pulled out because he dinged up his shoulder or his elbow or something like that and a lot of people when Favre left or Favre retired, whatever you want to say, I remember them kind of saying, oh, he had a lot of injuries when he got backed up and I wonder because he's only thrown it X amount of times and this, that, other thing. That was the, that was the kind of prevailing logic and the story that and, and uh, analysts and stuff like that were saying I didn't hear the throwing motion one yeah I'm not saying that to discredit anything Aaron Rodgers has done at all like let's make that abundantly clear <clears throat> excuse me and I'm, I'm just I'm not speaking out of school like that was a thing that happened and I'm saying that's a good thing they found somebody that they liked they invested in him and they spent their time and they took their time and now he's a GOAT He's top yeah. ten, maybe even top five. That's all Probably I was top saying. Five, because his mechanics are some of the best mechanics in the game when it comes to pocket awareness and just the way he throws it, the way he keeps his balance, and everything that you want to teach a quarterback, you teach him based off of Aaron Rodgers. But again, I don't know how much of that was learned in the four years, and I'm not going to d- diminish anything here, there, or whatever, because he is fucking great right now no no don't say that because now you're making it sound like i'm diminishing and i'm clearly not diminishing i'm not saying you were but i the fact that you know to pull the lid back a little bit tony walked away from this conversation for the last two minutes so i'm trying to kind of ease him back in in case he decides to start by throwing uh, me under the bus that's how you ease him back in no 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 you you you, you, was ready to yell at you anyway so i'm just i'm just i'm putting the ball back on the tee and I'm just taking a couple steps oh, back. Oh, <laughs> see what he's doing now here, Tony. This is divide and conquer. Don't fall for that bullshit, Tony. Don't fall for the okie doke. You see what he's doing. Don't fall for it, man. I love Aaron Rodgers, and I think it's a damn shame he spent the majority of his career with Mike McCarthy, but I'm sure Dak and the Cowboys are going to feel what I'm saying here shortly. I, I'm going to ignore you guys' opinions on Aaron Rodgers early in his career, and I'm going to move towards this and tell you this. Here's how Packers fans feel. It's, it's hard to believe there's only been two Super Bowl victories throughout the entire span of Favre and Rodgers because that's a lot of years with two guys 
who are likely two of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Top 15 is not even arguable. That being said, don't get it twisted. We appreciate Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is a very good football coach. Mike McCarthy took a 10-6 and wildcard team, won three games on the road and a Super Bowl, okay, with Aaron Rodgers and came back the next year and went 15-1. and Did he maybe kind of not keep being as progressive as he should have been? Whatever. That's up for debate. That's kind of how everybody feels here. But, yeah, it's nice to see Aaron with a chip on his shoulder and comfortable in the offense this year. The defense needs to not give up 24 points in the fourth quarter. That's how Packers fans feel. Oh, who do y'all think is better? Between Favre and Rodgers? Is that what you're getting he, at? Yeah, he knew what I meant. It's truly, I think it's the closest thing you compare to picking which child you love more. But all parents have a favorite child. So <laughs> who's your favorite child, sir? It's hard. It's really hard. I, can't, I couldn't. You I, really can't pick one? I they're both so. If someone they're, just did four they're, or twelve, they're pick. so they're so they're so different as people and as quarterbacks, and yet they're so much the same in both of those things, and it's just hard to pick. And they're so equal as far as numbers go. If you look at you know Rodgers is more efficient. Favre won three MVPs. Rodgers won two MVPs. I'm fairly certain they both won a Super Bowl MVP. They both should have won and went to more Super Bowls. They both had really tough losses against really good teams though in the playoffs you look at like good Niners teams good Seattle teams for for Rodgers uh Favre was going up against Favre was winning MVPs and losing in the playoffs to Dallas before they even got to the Super Bowl you know so look at it that way he lost two NFC championship games while winning the MVP to one of the greatest teams of all time I would say the Dallas Cowboys of the early 90s so it's it's just it's such an interesting dynamic Well, as a Cleveland Browns fan, man, the fact that you have had 25 years of Hall of Fame caliber quarterback play while we're searching for the next Bertie Kozar, I'm not exactly going to cry you a river, sir. No, but I mean, I'm just telling you what the fandom in general, how their feelings are. So what are y'all thoughts on the team right now? Y'all feeling good? I mean, obviously, you're feeling good because you're coming off a win. You talked about the defense. It's got to improve a little bit, but... What's the overall feeling around town right about now? Yeah, I think everybody thinks we're going to win the division again, and we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Yo, what the fuck happened? When Mitch Trubisky led a 17-point comeback? Did I, did I read that correctly? Did that he really happen? He had good games last year, too. <laughs> like, oh, a whole three out of 16. Trubisky cool. has to continue this because he did the same thing last year where – People thought Trubisky turned a corner, and they're like, oh, this is a new new era. This is new Mitch. And then he fucking fell on his face and just went back to being a fucking idiot, and that's why they brought Foles in. So I think Foles is a good insurance policy and a good motivating factor for him because he knows as soon as he starts to fuck up, Foles with that backup magic, he's going to win a few games. You just can't make him the fucking starter because then he'll just flop. Don't get it twisted. The Lions should have won that game. DeAndre Swift, rookie running back for the Lions, yeah. had the oh, ball yeah. in his Drop hands. Yeah. In his hands. All Drop he had to do was catch it, hold it, and fall backwards instead of trying to turn. I don't know what he was doing. He was wide fucking open for the NFL, yes. The ball hit him in the hands in front of his face, and he was in the end zone, and there would have been five or six seconds left. That game would have been over. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, you're looking at two teams that likely won't either be 500, so... 
Yeah, so I, I started the show by pissing off Andrew. I pissed off Tony. I guess it's time to piss off bandwagon nerd and friend of the show, uh, Patrick O'Dowd. Trubisky ain't shit. And no, no guy named Mitch Trubisky is going to be an elite quarterback in the league. Come on. Come on, man. Seriously? I don't think even Patrick thinks that. Patrick was negative about the Bears halfway through the game, if you watched Twitter. Like, he, he was about ready to shut fucking football off for the year. So this is... I don't think you're telling him anything he doesn't already think himself. This is hilarious. It's like NFL week on the chair shot because I know DWI, we did it last week. And then Bandwagon <laughs> Nerds, I was on there on Sunday. We did that when we recorded. I listened to the Greg DeMarco show, found out how he got another. He's a, he's a three-fridge family now. Uh, he won a fridge at work. So I listened to that. They talk football. And now we're talking football. I wonder if a winner is you is going to talk football. So it's it's NFL week on thechairshot.com, everybody. There you go. Thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Yeah, and more sports. Chair shot. Turn that shit up. Dot com. That didn't. Uh, no, that was so we didn't get copyright infringement, whatever the fuck he was doing. I'm okay with that. I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I don't either, but I'm and okay with it. I'm just going to move on before y'all figure out what it was. So what else happened uh, the week one of the NFL season? Clearly, everybody's happy to have football back. That's why we can't stop talking about it. Well, Tony, um, what are the Tony's, lines? Tony's locks went 3-0, and so there you go. Look for more hey, locks. Man. Go for you. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Against the spread, and come on as now. We, as we sit and watch the demise of uh, Tom Brady, this is going to be like Raw in the mid-2000s when Ric Flair was on Stop. there every week and Ric Flair would always just get his ass beat when he hey, was in It's evolution. a wrestling reference. <laughs> oh, that's good. If it if it's going to be trust. the demise of anybody, it's going to be the demise of Old Man Rivers because Old Man Rivers fell off the fucking face of the earth oh. in the course of one game. Isn't that the biggest? Been, he was was that the biggest year, upset? Man. What was the biggest upset this week? That had was it to be the biggest upset. Okay, here now. Here, okay, round the horn real quick. What was the bigger upset? Jacksonville beating the Colts or the Washington Football Team winning a game this year? No, I think Washington's going to be decent. I thought Arizona beating San Francisco was a pretty decent upset, but I would say Jacksonville winning. I guess I really expected if you know if you had that pool where you the confidence pool where you put points on everybody, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm aware. Yeah, I, I, didn't, go. I didn't think Washington Chicago would win. I thought Carolina would win at home. I, I Arizona and Jacksonville were the two biggest surprises to me. Not that I didn't oh, think I Arizona, Arizona was solid. I did yeah. too. Yeah, guys, I did too. I had you guys Arizona just worship that, at but... the you guys just worship at the feet of Greg too much. No, I just huh? know about the Super Bowl hangover. Huh? That's how it is. I don't think the Niners yeah. that good. G kind of showed his ass in the Super Bowl, so I'm yeah. like, all right, yeah, that's, that's good. That I can't. Easy. I'm shouting but out you... to the fandom from Greg, but I, I mean, you guys know, really I, think I, 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 you guys both think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs? No, I didn't say that. Chris said that. I said I, they went into the division. Okay. Well, that means they make the because playoffs. Of, I, I wish would constitute making the playoffs if you win the division. Because so, okay, of yes, how the wild card thing works, it's plausible. Because it's going to come down to the Rams or the Cardinals most likely. And the Rams have a tendency to choke because that was a close game against the Cowboys. And the Cowboys ain't that good because of the fucking Cowboys. They're always great on paper and then they never fucking perform. So... 
That's going to be interesting. Uh, whoever wins those head-to-heads are probably going to get that wild card spot. And I fucking swear, if they cut it one and one, then I'm not going to have a fucking guess. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Let's do this real quick. We're gonna we're gonna go around the horn. We're gonna give our top three in the NFL. We're gonna give our power ranking heading into week two. Wow. Okay, around the horn. Top three. Wow. Top three. You start then. Power ranking. I will. And then we'll go to a commercial, and we'll come back, and we'll try and talk any wrestling that we feel like we want to talk about. Fine. <laughs> okay. So, Kansas City Chiefs, number one for me. Easily. Not even a question. Uh, number two. I Man, I hate to say it, but I would, I would have to say Baltimore. No, that's easy. I would say Baltimore. Those are easy. Kansas City, one. Baltimore, two. Third stuff to me, it's between Seattle, Buffalo, Green Bay, New England's up in there. Uh, New Orleans. I, I'm gonna go New Orleans. I'm gonna say right now, my 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 top three power ranking heading in after week one into week two. Kansas City one, Baltimore two, New Orleans three. That's officially ranked, and and close behind we got Buffalo, Seattle, New England, and Green Bay. Who wants the next crack at it? Power three, top three heading into week two. I'll go next, man. I I agree with your top two. I think that Kansas City and Baltimore, they have to be one and two. And I don't know the schedule. I don't have it in front of me. I hope that we get to see them play sometime this year in the regular season because that's going to be a great game. Number three, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh Steelers because they've got a hell of a defense. If Raplisberger can get back to his previous form, I mean, he's an all-time great Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. They've got some weapons on that side of the ball with Schuster and a couple of other receivers, and they run the ball well. And they're getting back. I, I watched a little bit of the game on Monday versus the Giants. That's old school, not old school like Chuck Noll, but, oh, you know, kind of old schoolish Pittsburgh Steeler football where they get a lead early and then they can just pin back their ears and just rush the quarterback from all different angles and you just are never comfortable in the pocket and they're just beating your ass. You know what I mean? They're just rushing you and they're just beating up your quarterback. So, yeah, if Raplesberger can get back to some semblance of his greatness, they're going to be a problem in the NFL. And Tomlin, I love Tomlin as well. They've been trying to run that man out of town for the last six years and all he's done is been to two Super Bowls, won one, and I think last year was the first year that he ever had a, a, a sub-500 record. Give Mike Tomlin, a.k.a. Omar Epps, his flowers. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Y'all never knows that, that he looks like Omar Epps? Oh, no, we all know that. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> my, my only issue with the Steelers, because I'm... I'm of the same mind where the top two were the Chiefs and the Ravens in that order. My issue with the Steelers is they played the Giants. So as soon as they got a lead, if if they rush the Giants, Saquon's the only fucking person they have on that team. So you can't really run it very well from behind. I think I think I looked at the box score and he had fifteen rushes for six yards. Your fucking giant fucking running back, your fucking masterpiece of the offense, fifteen rushes and six yards. That's fucking pathetic. So I'm I'm gonna take some time before I say they're back in form, even though that was that was good. And Tomlin is an under, he's an understated coach because he doesn't get the kind of credit he deserves, and 
he did he did pretty fucking well with fucking nobody last year between well, yeah, you know, that, a, bro- a broken up defense a broken fucking offense no no brown and no fucking Le'Veon bell nobody and it didn't he still go eight and eight or maybe it was seven and nine but it was close enough to 500 where he was still sniffing the playoffs when it came to the end of the season and you're wondering why the fuck is he still in playoff contention because that team is fucking trash but i give you that so that's coaching so my number yeah. three is going to be the Seattle Seahawks, just because consistency. It doesn't matter if there's a line or not. Russ just makes that team look good. The defense is good enough to give Russ enough of help, enough help that he know he still creates. Even if they're fucking three point, two point, four point wins, they're still fucking wins, and that the W is the only thing that fucking matters. It doesn't need to be a thirty-six to fucking six blowout. So, I'm, I'm going to give it to the Seahawks there with the Saints and. Probably, I don't know. The, the Saints are probably the closest number four for me. Yeah, but it was top three. Cool. I know. I'm just I, saying, well, just went into like five things too. So shut up. I will <laughs> confirm, Andrew, that Saquon had 15 carries for six yards. And Platt, the Ravens and the Chiefs play week three, not this weekend. The following weekend, Monday Night Football, Ravens Chiefs. Ooh, dun 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 dun. I don't have that's that good. Yeah, I don't have that one. No, I don't. <laughs> God, God man, living, right. in, living in Atlanta, man, the Falcons are so boring. And I don't understand. How can you be boring and you have Julio Jones and now Todd Gurley and you're still boring? I don't give a shit. Todd Gurley didn't come with knees. <laughs> Let's put it this way. All the teams. Battery's are, uh, not included kind of thing, you know? I'll wrap it up. I'll wrap it up like this. Atlanta's 0-1, and there's a lot of 0-1 teams like Tampa Bay, et cetera, that have very high hopes. The longer it takes you to get your first win, the less likely you are to make the playoffs. 0-2 isn't the worst thing in the world, but 0-2 leads to 0-3. So don't let yourself open to, with a possibility to go 0-3 because you're likely not going to make the playoffs. Let's take a break and talk some wrestling. Thanks, Booger McFarland. What the yeah, fuck? I was about to say, you need to be on ESPN because that sounds like some goofy <laughs> shit they would say. <laughs> Think about it. It's true. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. A little something, something like... Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Can I kiss you? Can So this is Pod is War, and it is a wrestling pod, so perhaps we should talk a little wrestling. Gentlemen. The only wrestling I'm topic. The only, you're, what are you going to – go ahead. What are you going to talk about? Oh, please, please. Was that a sentence? Holy shit, go for it. Go. Fucking yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, no, Kevin, I'm here. 
No, that was my yeah, that was my best Barney. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, that wasn't terrible. Oh, you was doing Barney. I was doing Bobcat Goldthwait. I like it. I like it. I'm okay with I, I had no idea that that was just a gimmick, and he didn't really speak like that until he was on Joe Rogan's podcast last year. <laughs> I had no clue. I thought I thought he really talked like that this whole time. <laughs> and then he got on Rogan. He's a well, uh, actually, it's uh, most expeditiously that... Uh, <laughs> Allow me to elucidate you. Uh, who the fuck are you? <laughs> there you go. Allow me to illuminate and pontificate on this particular situation in which we find ourselves. I see since uh, the fall of the Cold War in the Soviet Union that NATO is pretty much obsolete in this particular situation. And you got Joe Rogan over there like, dude, I'm so high. Will you just do the voice right now so I could, I could just remember it for the next time I get stoned? You ever had DTT or DTA? What you, what, what's that shit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you got that new drug, that new DPH or whatever. Like, don't worry, I'll hook you up with some. What the fuck it is. Like, I, I love how he's just like, everybody. <laughs> Bro, okay, have you okay. seen the guy no, that got his head still wrestling, like crap. Dude. <laughs> Bro, have you seen the guy that got his head smashed like a pumpkin? Hey, pull it up. He's like, that's not me. That's Gallagher. <laughs> 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 no, man, that's a watermelon. Oh, I am so high right now. <laughs> oh, Gallagher. Yep, I used to be married. She took my nuts. Then he pulls out a bag of like honey roasted peanuts or something, and the crowd goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, okay, wrestling man, I'm here for the hurt business. I don't give a damn what you say, Andrew. Yes, it's a rehash oh, of the beat. I, 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 I wanted to start. Oh, go ahead. I didn't know you. I didn't know you had an agenda here, Tony. Please go ahead. No, we're already got an agenda. We're, we're, that's a true story. It's. Uh, it... <laughs> I like the hurt business. Let's talk about it. I like them. That's... Oh, there you go. There you go. Best segue. Best setup. I'll, here, here's Obviously. my most my most disappointing thing about the hurt business. You really didn't. It took too long to get set over. I don't care, man. It's two. It's four brothers in suits looking fly beating the shit out of everybody. I'm here for it. And MVP next to Paul Heyman is the best on the stick in the entire company. I do. That's... Yeah. Who else? Better than MVP other than Paul. Who's better I on mean, the stick? Randy. Um... Randy right now. Randy right now when he's motivated, oh. he's better than most people. He's good on the mic, but he's not MVP. MVP is just so smooth with it. Come Miz. on, man. Miz is up there. He's tripped uh, over a lot of his words. That's my only problem is he, he gets a little mush mouth with some of his promos. Miz. Oh. Miz. I'm hard well, pressed probably- I'm hard pressed to go further than that though. I mean, like I love MV I I'm a huge MVP fan, don't get me wrong. Sorry. No, who else you got? No, you I said I said I no, I said I'm hard pressed to go I'm hard pressed to go further than that. Anybody else that just like at the oh, at the best the, at the best like the same maybe, so that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm misunderstood, man. That's my that's, maybe, my, that's my bad. In, this, in, in the argument, maybe Bray. Bray, I was gonna when, say Bray. I like when, Bray. When what Bray he's doing? On I mean, shit, it's pretty good. Yeah, 
Okay. So, so hey, I mean, it's, it's not a long list, don't get me wrong. He's definitely me, top five probably on most people's list. Here's something we wouldn't usually talk about, and listening to the Greg DeMarco show, go list, go back and listen to it this week. Excellent. It's an hour long. Miranda and Patrick. Just like right now. Yeah, they, he's got a three fridges. He's a three fridge life. Um, how, can, how can they do a podcast in an hour? We need to study that shit yeah. and figure it out. <laughs> It's a lot of well. Greg Greg has a very firm grasp on his podcast. Let's just put it that way. Well, I've got a firm grasp on my podcast right now too, but we still talking. <laughs> oh, it's something different. Cool. Here's All something. Right. Here's something we probably wouldn't address because it's not in the forefront of WWE or even very much involved in the storylines heavily or the results, but. Adam Pierce, and now he's an on-air talent as the authority. He's officially the person of authority in WWE for both shows, pretty much. What are your thoughts on the job he's doing and the way they're casting him as an on-air personality? I love it because I feel like he's an underrated talent of the past 20 years, and it sucks that when he was actually still wrestling and in his prime that he didn't really get a shot at the big time. So I love it, and, and he's killing the role, too. I mean, I, I can only really echo that because, yeah, he's like, what, a five-time NWA world champion. Like, he had some pretty damn good matches. He had a he had a, a stint in TNA when they were doing the gut check thing, and I think he had matches against Jay Bradley or something like that. So he's been a, around a little bit, never really got that big push, and now, now he's getting a little bit of time to shine. So, fuck, that's good for him. And of all of those people that kind of languished isn't the right word, but they, they kind of never quite made it, but you knew they, they were good it's nice to finally see him get a little bit of something, even if it's only his on-air talent later in his career where he might not even wrestle a match. Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys because I think they are building... Okay, okay. All right. All right. To him having a match? Yes. Okay. How about I do you one better? And I love the re- yeah. I love the way you guys answered my question because kudos to him, and he's doing a great job. We've already kind of figured out a few things, maybe possibly for retribution. What if all along, since he's the one that's been directing traffic, he's the one that's in charge of retribution and him and Vince McMahon, they already kind of seen how Vince kind of treated him not so great by yelling at him and making him go do different things. What if that's the next step in a, in a new storyline where he is the leader of retribution along with these key characters that are going to play the character the wrestlers from retribution that actually makes sense because i mean he'd been yelling at these work release ass melon farmers that they got doing security for a multi-billion dollar corporation this whole time so that that actually would make sense at this point i still don't think they know where they're going with the retribution thing but that's the best idea i've heard thus far no yeah it's a good idea (laughs) <laughs> like, I, I think I'm in the same boat as Chris where I don't think they even know what the fuck is going on and if those are the, the final four people that are actually going to be in Retribution since everybody kind of already deduced who they were from the, the little bit of the yeah. the shot. Da- Dijakovic, Mia Yim, um, what's the brother's name? Uh, Dio Madden. Dio Madden, who, who, yeah. And who I miss? Who did I miss? Fuck, you missed one more. Ah, shit, who was it? Tony, you yeah. remember off the top of your head? I can look. You guys keep talking. Yeah. Right, cool. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's 
it's it's a direction, you son of a bitch. It's it's a direction. <laughs> so should've I don't know. Played. I just I don't. Horse with no name. Horse with no name. Oh, we should have. Yeah. <laughs> Still, I don't know. I I don't want to really see it involve Vince too much, and I don't even know who would Vince would get as the champion for WWE, and I don't mean champion with a belt. I mean the champion him in the angle kind of thing because the, I think maybe one of the cl- most clever things they could do is they could steer into this skid that AEW thinks is so clever by bringing up brass rings and glass ceilings and being held back. And if the whole roster turns on Vince kayfabe or in the storyline I wonder how that would come off if WWE basically takes the air out of the AEW sales by just kind of doing doing the rogue company thing a little better one of these days man y'all are gonna have to admit that I'm right about Vince and I, I don't say this with any sort of celebratory tone or whatever the case may be the lights are on but there's nobody home he just he's not going to be heavily involved in this storyline because I, mentally I don't think he's able to be heavily involved in this storyline. He's just not all there anymore. Kind of like our presidential candidates, which is why y'all need to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and support the Platt Balazs 2020 movement. We've got about a month and a half left, folks. You ain't got to vote for the old fogies. It ain't got it no more. And pour too much ketchup on their steaks. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up a Platt Balazs 2020 t-shirt. Support a real movement. TheChairShot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement. But, yeah, I, I don't think that Vince is going to be heavily involved in this story. I, you know, just to reiterate what I said previously. Uh, Dijakovic, Mercedes Martinez, Mia Yim. Who? <laughs> huh? Who? Dijakovic? <laughs> yeah. It's Dijakovic. I was about to say pronunciation. But... Off the it... Swedish massage porn. What are you doing over uh, there? What are you doing? I'm just di- di- Dijakovicing over here. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dijakovic. get your bitch over here. Let me Dijak it off. Whoa. Dominic, don't do it. <laughs> Dijakovic. <laughs> I can't get that over. Great Mer- I can't get that over. Mercedes Martinez, uh, Mia Yim, Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne. I'm so gonna feel bad for Mercedes Martinez if that's that's the movement, only because she was punked out a little bit on NXT, and I get it. She's older, so maybe they wanted to move her up anyway because she is a vet, so she does have experience and she doesn't need that much seasoning, but. It's it's not exactly a wonderful look, especially when NXT is on USA now, and it's not just for network sweaties that you know just be like, oh yeah, we know all about what happened on NXT. It's like, oh, okay, so you kind of had Ripley Punker a little. So I'm I'm How curious if that's gonna. Did, did they not have a badass cage match? But it was also what Mercedes has had what six matches in NXT, and she's lost half of them. Yeah, but that yeah, doesn't I, really, that doesn't really firm, constitute tough motherfucker. I have the firm <laughs> feeling that these five people are on the main roster now. I know that that's I get that, and I say it's good for her that it's the movement up because she's older and she's a veteran. I get that. I'm just curious how the the fan perspective and reaction is going to be when it's not like she was billed strongly. Dijak Dijakovic at least came off of nah, a big. Ah, you angle like that, Dijakovic? You almost it, got it, me to do it. You almost got me there. 
But he he came off of a big angle where he's been looking good, and he had a he had a solid match against Cross. And then you have Dio Madden had at least a little bit of a glimmer during uh, Raw Underground when he he's got, got thrown around, rub, but at least though, he steps right? up. And he has the Lesnar rub. And then you know Mia Yim, everybody loves Mia Yim because of her past and the fact that she's badass and she's with Keith Lee, so that makes a lot of sense. Shane Thorne's kind of a throwaway, but he, he's athletic. He was great in the the Mighty Don't Kneel, and then when they brought them over to fucking NXT, they went nowhere because one or both of them were injured at different points, and now he's just kind of languished. So good for him. And yeah, yeah, I, I will see. That, that, there's no real big heavy hitter, though. There's no, like, cool name. Like, if they could throw a Champa in there as the the face leader, even if if Pierce is the one calling the shots, you know, you, you have the Mafia Don, but you still got the leader on the streets. Who the fuck is the leader of the streets in, in that group of retribution that you can actually go, yeah, that guy's a badass. He's the one calling the shots after, like, the one in charge in charge. Or is Vince Poison in the pot again? Oh, he's just fucking everything, huh? Well, Vin, not at this. Vince playing all time. angles. No, Vince. No, Viagra, Blue Chew. That's all good shit right there. We're still trying yeah. to get that Blue Chew endorsement, remember? So he could pull it, it off. It, it used to wake Vince up in the morning. Now just watching his watches him tie his shoes. <laughs> I mean, at least it goes that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony, did you have uh, something else? Because I did have something else that I wanted to bring up. I'm here for Raw Underground. It's completely and utterly ridiculous, but so is professional wrestling. And it's different, and it gives a different vibe and a different energy to the show. And it kind of breaks up the monotony, because I really liked Raw this week. I actually like Raw most weeks, truth be told. But at the same point in time, it's still three hours. And three hours, by the time 10 o'clock comes along, man, it's dragging. No matter what they've done and what they got still to happen, it just starts to drag. And I feel like Raw Underground at least breaks up the monotony somewhat. I mean, that's that's fine. I I I can't really talk about it and that that wasn't a condescending that's fine like a good for you and pat you on the head and you know give you your sandwich and send you to school I just if if people don't know that listen to the show and they maybe don't go to the chairshot.com I have been preoccupied with the stardom five star grand prix and that tends to come up on other days when I'm doing other things because they don't load live they load throughout like in the next couple days so if the show is on the 12th the full show's not up to like the 14th and that makes yeah. scheduling issues stupid Cause <laughs> you know that'll I mean? put, yeah because that's going to put butts in seats but go off I mean the show is still live if people were there I'm just saying So and there's plenty of people that are big on stardom and women's wrestling right now and you might actually want to support a, a company that actually knows how to do women's wrestling and not one that just says they do but they put like five minutes of the show every two weeks I don't know you don't know who I'm talking about obviously but just saying just saying no, yeah so we don't know who you're talking yeah, about yeah not at all and then there's also pro wrestling Noah's N1 starts on Friday the G1 starts on Saturday so my attention is elsewhere so I have not really cared to watch Raw or Smackdown and I even had NXT like off in the background because I was doing the stardom stuff today. So I'm I'm not going to be much in that WWE loop right now. So I could tell you from what I did see a couple weeks ago, I don't hate Underground. I like Underground. Underground helped to establish the Hurt Business is marginally legitimate. It is a cool change in tone and kind of kind of tempo for the show. I like that. 
but I haven't watched enough of it recently to really speak on that. It, oh, you it, need to watch SmackDown. They're doing good business right now. Yeah, SmackDown's number one overall. No, no, no questions asked. But I think Raw Underground, long term, it's such a short term thing. Like long term, it delegitimizes what they're doing, like in the actual ring for the actual titles. Like it totally takes away from all of that. Like short term, great, you know, attention getter. But long term, not good for what they're trying to do overall with the titles. You might be right, because I don't think they really have a direction with Raw Underground. They don't really know what they're doing. They were just trying to do something. You know, throw a bunch of shit against the wall and see what sticks. I would love to see Raw Underground get that last hour. I don't know how feasible it is, and it might be a case of the law of diminishing returns. That's even worse. If If you agree with what I've said, then that's even worse. Well... If, if you would have let me finish, uh, we were probably about to be on the same page. I was going to say, <laughs> sir, please, thank you, thank you, please. In no, no way but should I'm they have the last might... hour. Well, uh, what I was going to say, <laughs> Mr. Sir, Mr. Sir, is that it might be a case of uh, the law of diminishing returns. Like, if they do get that last hour, it might not be as cool as I think it is right now because I don't know if they can sustain that type of thing for an hour. I do wish that it had some sort of direction or if they were it was leading to something. Like I, I heard a lot of the uh wrestling pundits out there talk about that this might be an avenue to get Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley to finally fight or whatever the case may be. I mean, but just to break up the monotony, I'm I'm digging it for what it is. That's... Don't everybody speak at once. Tony, is there anything off the beaten path that you want to talk about? Because I already did my Japanese drop because I'm not really watching Raw, so I can't really, really oh. add to this conversation. Oh. Yeah, hit, hit the I gong was... for the Japanese drop. You oh. know, there's some bass drops and rap and all that other stuff. This is the gong drop. I was waiting for you to break the tie between me and Platt here on this con- on this topic, but that's fine. We can move along. I haven't watched enough well, of it to really add an educated opinion because a couple weeks that's ago... That's never we kind stopped of you before. Fresh. At all. Hey, 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 what the hey, hell? Hey, fuck Tuddy, you. Tuddy, though, let me. Fuck you, both. You're not my type, but I, I appreciate it. I'm flattered. I really am. Thank you, Don Quixote. Tuddy, let me ask you a question. I, man, I still cause... think it's more Sons of Anarchy, but go ahead. <laughs> Neither one of us is wrong, BT Dub. But <laughs> no, no, not really. But let me ask you. <laughs> You've been watching SmackDown, man. What do you think about this uh, Roman Reigns? Uh, is it Jay? I think Jay Uso storyline where Jay is just the it's totally oblivious. It's, it's definitely member. Jay. It's when definitely Jay. The There's no question. It's Jay. It's Jay. It's Jay. So he's the totally oblivious family member. Doesn't know what the hell is getting ready to happen to him. And Roman has just been the dick this whole time. All right. Let me show you how much I know. Which one's Jimmy? And which one's Jay? Go ahead into our text feed. Right? For Pot is War. You know, it's the three of us and Greg. Okay. Go ahead, grab your phone. Grab your phone, go in and there. It, okay. All right. And it, it doesn't involve Naomi. It doesn't you, involve Naomi. Not at all. This isn't active with the if fans. You scroll, if you listening. scroll back, there's, hey, a, your phone right. there's the Kermit the Kermit the Frog gif I sent this morning to set everything up. Then before that, there's a really cool sketch of Sting versus the NWO with a million NWO members. But right before that, it's the Uso that boy band. Cool. The Uso boy band. Now I can tell you that dead center is Jay Uso, and on the left, as you're looking at it, is Jimmy. Yes. Uh-huh. Now I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. Yes. 
There you go, play it. Bye, 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 bye. I uh, I like you the story. Can... I like. Y'all don't remember the. Y'all don't remember the. Oh, go ahead, man. I apologize. No, go ahead. Y'all don't remember what? In sync? No, the Jets. The Jets. Benny and the Jets? No, there was a there was a Polynesian. There was a Polynesian uh, teenage group that came out in the '80s called the Jets. They were no, like I the Polynesian Jackson. No, I, I I like the West Side Story one better. A bunch of Polish brothers, you know, just doing the thing. That's great. When you're a Jet, you're a Jet for At life. At best, you know? I was eight years old in the '80s, so no, I don't remember. We were the same age, ass clown. <laughs> At best, I was three in the '80s. So how do you think I feel? I asked you, youngin. I, yeah, you want to talk about some Little Mermaid if we talking about shit from the 80s? I know Little Mermaid like a motherfucker. I even got the, the cassette tape with the fucking dick on the fucking tower because it was the fucking the fucked up one where the guy drew a dick instead of the fucking castle Welcome, tower. welcome to I things I wouldn't say on a podcast. No, that's Little Mermaid. <laughs> Wasn't there a part in the Lion King where there was a cloud of smoke? And Lion King had the well. cloud spelled sex. Ah, okay, okay. And so, then in Aladdin, the tiger said, "All good teenagers take off their clothes." Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> this is Disney. This is not my personal thoughts. <laughs> you know, never mind. I'm not even gonna go there. Anywho, we're moving on. Tutty. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you. I love this. That's oh, great. <laughs> I had what? Like, shit once in what? a while too. What the fuck do you want? I had like five things I wanted to say, and it would be best if I didn't say any of the five. So <laughs> five things you wanted to say, and seven of them would get you canceled. That's how that one works, right there. <laughs> Let's talk about the so Usos. happy I can help you about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you want to talk about the Usos, huh? Please. I'm begging you, sir. I'm he begging. was trying to get you to talk about SmackDown because you said it was like the number one show that WWE's got going. Then we wanted to, you know, pick Jay out of the USO lineup. So let, let, let's steer away from the skid. No boy bands, nothing like that. How how do you like this new Roman Roman angle and what Chris brought up before about why did Jay not see this coming? Like, how do you not know if this is your boy and you've been hanging out with him daily? Like, he just came out of nowhere? something's going to happen where this match isn't going to actually happen or something like that. And it's going to lead to Jay knowing his place within the family. This is happening in my opinion. That's what we're, we're working towards. And the more and more you think about it, more and more watch the show. It's the best storyline going on right now. It's taking over for Sasha and Bailey, which to me is being forced too early, but who's to say we're going to really, you know, get the fruition of this story right here. We, we do have some, talent disbursement coming up i think the redraft is coming up here so i know they moved the pay-per-view hell in a cell up from the first weekend in november to the first weekend in october considering their lease at the amway is up at the end of october so they want to make sure they still had thunderdome for that so it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward i know they want to have a live audience for the royal rumble in no in uh, january but uh smackdown wise they just benefit from having one less hour that's it. So, yeah, they do. So you think that Jay is going to eventually end up part of the crew as opposed to trying to solidify Roman as a heel by beating the shit out of his blood? Well, it's going to happen in the way that it's going to make Roman a heel. It's 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 going to, you know, here's your decision, things of that nature. You've seen 
Roman hasn't had matches yet. He's just come back and shows up and wins, right? He he's put himself over in that fashion of showing up and winning. So that's what we're going to continue to see from Roman. Paul Heyman there. I, I, I firmly believe this is leading to Roman and Brock again. It's the reason Brock's shit got pulled. Vince is not a genius for no reason. Which, yeah, this whole Roman thing is brilliant by WWE because that's the perception of the hardcore fans anyway, that Roman just shows up and wins, and now he's literally just showing up and winning. Chef's kiss. Brilliant! Nothing, really? Nobody? Okay. All right, let, no, let it linger. That was good. Let it linger. It's lingering. It's lingering. Let it marinate. You know, Taste we should it. play that song. Mellet. What was Mellet. it, Fiona Apple or whatever fuck it is by Letting It Linger? It's something from the 90s. They all sound alike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least that genre. At least that genre. Yeah, Lattice Moore said uh, Avril Lavigne, uh, Fiona Apple. Yeah. Although I did like Atlantis, I ain't gonna lie to you. She talked about blowing Dave Coulier in a in a movie theater on I her mean, first. Episode. Fiona Apple's whole video where she was what in the tub or whatever that would that would work that worked for me, yeah. you know, as as a younger individual, but before you know, before the internet was what it was. Yeah, Atlantis Morissette was a. Lana's Morissette was a pretty yeah the channels are scrambled you hope you can see a titty but you know you just <laughs> listen to a moan and yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, that works that works okay I'm good is that a nipple <laughs> wait is it three? Oh god no that's something's not right here <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh no the scrambles turn into the wavy green thing where you get like a quarter of a picture oh no <laughs> it's yeah Shout out to the uh, to the actresses that really know how to sell it. I'll just say that.
that lingered for way too long. But hey, welcome back to Potter's War. I Let's think talk you just invented feelings. a segment, Chris. Good job. <laughs> Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I believe Tony had a moment right there. Can we play the cranberries next? But I think Tony really had a legitimate moment. There you go. <laughs> the cranberries next? Yeah. That's that <laughs> zombie song? <laughs> well, that's the only one Every time I hear Alanis Morissette or Fiona Apple or any of this shit like that, I just think about fucking uh, Julia Stiles and Ten Things I Hate About You because she was all <laughs> into those like that that alt rock like girl group kind of thing, and Heath Ledger's trying to pretend that he's into that shit just to get with her. Uh, we've all been there. It's good times, the nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Too shit, but I, I, I fox with Atlantis though. Atlantis like I said, Atlantis was a freak, man. She had songs about sucking off Dave Coulier in the in the theater. And she's like, Oh, let me suck you off and Dave's like, Cut it out. Like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like <laughs> Somebody got that. Somebody's gonna pop on that right there. Please. Somebody. I'll have no cutting while those things are happening. Cut it out. Cut it out. No, don't be All right, Jesse. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> got any what? <laughs> Ranger Joe. <laughs> oh, shit. Now suddenly it's a full house reference. We've gone full 90s, everybody. Yeah, like, we are, man. I'm, you I'm got it, dude. Urban, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Funny thing, man. When I was in uh, my, my second year at Bowling Green, there was this rumor that swept the campus. I don't know how it started or where it came from, but the rumor was that the Olsen twins were coming to Bowling Green. (laughs) Olsen twins were going to go to Bowling Green State University of all places. (laughs) Yeah, sure they were. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Twins, nah. One of them didn't didn't go to college. The other one went to NYU, so I think you're a little off. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm a little off. But that being said, I'm tabs on the Olsen twins. No, that's what my that being said is. Why do you know that about the Olsen twins? I didn't start the rumor, man, but that's just... I'm not asking you! He's the one that just pulled it out without Google. He's just like, one did not go to college, the other went to NYU. Ash, Ashley and Mary Kate's blood type happen to be this. Like, so what, what are we doing here? How do you know? Why do you know that? <laughs> I think Mary Kate's blood type is heroin. I know stuff. No, or it's just dust. She needs to eat to have blood. Fucking you got a point. vampire fucking girls. Jesus you got a Christ. Point. Yeah. Have y'all y'all haven't seen uh, it too or not it too the uh the shining sequel. You haven't oh, seen that. Oh, Doctor one? Sleep. I have. That's fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically. So you get it. So no, please I do. Because you get I, it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Please. Okay. Yeah. Now that you said it, I get exactly what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> That's how the Olsen twins survive. That was a damn good movie, though. It, it was a slow burn like The Shining, so I could see if people got bored with it or didn't like it, but it was like The Shining, where it was a slow burn, and the payoff at the end came pretty pretty rapidly in a nice pace. I liked it. Well, the was problem really was you're comparing it to literally one of the greatest movies in the history of American cinema. Of course it wasn't going to live up to that, but if you took it for what it was, I thought it was a damn good movie as well. I really did. You know what my only nitpick with that movie was? was they decided to recast 
the the Shelley Duvall character for the early like flashbacks to after they left the lodge, and then they still used clips from the original fucking movie for the the flashback flashbacks that uh, Owen McGregor was supposed to be having, and I'm like, what? Why? Why would you not just reshoot it with the new woman to? at least have some consistency in the movie instead of just go, look, it's the old movie. You're going to love it. Look, it's the, here's Johnny. Ooh, <laughs> why don't you just do that? Cause you know, not to ruin anything. They did have somebody who portrayed the Jack Nicholson from the late. Not 70s well, the not well. It was convincing enough for the little bit that yeah. we saw. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a full face. It was just a kind of a, a side view and it was well enough. So you you could have worked some magic. There's CGI stuff. CGI made fucking fucking uh, Robert Downey Jr. look thirty years younger in fucking one of the Avengers movies. So come on, you're trying to tell me they couldn't work a little CGI magic? Like I, I understand why you know they didn't have Jack in there. They probably couldn't afford Jack, but I'm pretty sure Shelley Duvall was available. Y'all could have worked something out. I mean, we know she was available if she wanted a <laughs> concept. Well, but I mean, but if you, you know, have ever read anything, because I'm fascinated with The Shining. So I've like read and watched every little piece of read every little piece of literature and watched all the documentaries and stuff like that. Stanley Kubrick drove that poor woman crazy during the filming of The Shining, which it came out well because she looked like a crazy woman in The Shining, like she was drove crazy. But she didn't have the best experience filming that movie. So maybe she didn't want to be involved. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing, man. We just talking at the bar. We just two, three three dudes talking at the bar at this point. I think that's that's kind of a good title for the show too. Just about as we're talking at the bar. I like that's not me. That's Gallagher. <laughs> or that works too. Yes. Is Gallagher even still alive? Dude, you're asking hard questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> I already looked two things up for you, and I'm not doing a third. <laughs> that, that's the most Tunny's ever looked anything up. That's why I was wondering how the fuck he pulled out the Mary Kate and Ashley shit because I know he oh, didn't no, that go to Google for it. That wasn't one of them. <laughs> that was just the old Tunny mind. That wasn't it's, one of them. You you just keep tabs on the Olsen twins for some odd reason, huh? Uh, I, I I just I don't know. I just knew that from somewhere. I get a whole bunch of weird facts up here. Gallagher is apparently still alive. Just just so we can put a pin in that one. He is 74. Wow. Because he had some shit going on. I think he had, like, sold the gimmick to his brother, and then some weird stuff happened, and he ended up suing his brother. I don't know if he sold the gimmick to him or if his brother stole the gimmick, and it, it was some weird stuff going on with Gallagher. It, yeah, it, it got weird. And then he, he kind of said, like, some quasi-racist, homophobic shit in some of his shows the past, like, five or six years. Shit got weird with Gallagher, man. Why can't I, mean, I think of the full? 70s. Does that surprise you? Why can't I think of the full house theme? Because I, I don't know. know. It's I'm not anywhere second. you look right now. It's it's so hard, man. It's <laughs> yeah. so hard. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna sing it. I know it, but I'm not gonna sing it. I keep getting the Family Matters one instead. I can't think of the full house one. <laughs> well, it's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page, you know. Love and tradition of the grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic glue inside these gentle walls. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, so I guess is this just the lead-in for next week? We're just gonna fuck fuck the whole wrestling thing and just go like '90s TGIF. Real love bursting out of every seam. I mean, pe- people love the '90s. People love nostalgia. We could we could probably make a show out of it. Yeah, touche. But I mean, I mean, it's on wrestling, man. Do something next week. You know, <laughs> do something. <laughs> They will do something next week, but I doubt you guys are going to watch the end of the Stardom Grand Prix, the G1, or the N1. The sooner so, we get done here, I... the sooner I can get to it. Bullshit! <laughs> you couldn't even say that with a straight face! It's a good thing you were half drunk, so you snorted it, because none of it was true. <laughs> it's like, a, well, hurry up, we'll get to it. What? <laughs> If you should fuck up, I will watch it. This is a rocky road. Hey, you guys. What the fuck? Hey, so, I'll start him. We did it. If I get James, and you get James, we all get James. Nothing, really. <sighs> I didn't expect much from you, Don, but... Is there anything else we got to talk about? Because I got to pee, man. Is there anything else pressing that we need to say before we wrap this up? Oh, no. Why don't you just end the show so you can go to the bathroom? I mean, you could do that without just announcing that you have to pee. Because now we know what your pressing matter is. It's your, bl- it's your bladder. It's your bladder. That was the play on words. You didn't have to spell it out with purple crayon. Fucking bladder. A. Bladder. <laughs> Well, I mean, we had old American History X out there. He was spelling it out anyway, so, you know. Oh, That's why? because he has to learn how to spell bite the curb. <laughs> oh, what? Jesus oh, Christ. We're doing oh, so good. Note? We're doing so good. <laughs> Hottest war. Hottest war. We were doing so good. <laughs> On that note, uh, Senor Quixote, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you? At your nearest windmill. I will be swiping at it like it is Tinder, swiping right and left. It's going to be beautiful. But uh, no, on the IWC Warchief on the Twitter, that is where you can find me, and on the chairshot.com, doing all that wonderful Japanese coverage that I've, I've talked about a little bit between Stardom Five Star Grand Prix, Pro Wrestling Noah N1 Victory, uh, New Japan's G1 Climax 30, and of course, New Japan's Strong. TV series that they have at 10 every Friday. So, and yes, of course, Impact 2, but, you know, the Japanese stuff is going to take all of my life away, and I'm going to be very sad. Actually, no, I'm so, not going to be sad. It's going to be good wrestling, so I'm going to be happy. So, <laughs> real quick, are you on Tinder for real, for real? Fuck no! Oh. I'm fascinated by Tinder because by the time Tinder became a thing, I was already in a committed relationship, so I missed that whole thing. So I'm just fascinated by Tinder. I would love to have somebody on here that is actually on Tinder and interview them. So if you know anybody that's on Tinder, please, Christopher Platt, Potter's War, he want to talk to him. Please throw that out there. Put that out there in the universe. Chris Platt, teach me how to Tinder. <laughs> Whoa, no, don't say that. You trying to fuck me up? You trying to fuck my? Hey, you're off. the one asking. What you want to talk about? Listen to this show. And now, he's so... gonna, and now he's gonna kick it to me. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, pot is war. Y'all trying to fuck my shit all up, Tony? Where can they find you, sir? Yeah, you can find me at PC Tony. I was gonna do a whole Inigo Montoya thing, but I decided not to. Now, so go ahead. 
I was going to be like, hello, my name is PC Tony. You listen to my podcast. I'm glad you enjoyed. The planes, boss. The planes. Really? That's it was, a it was more that? Show. That's bit. Oh. That wasn't tattoo. That was that was a decent hello. Yeah, I, my name is Inigo Montoya. You kill my father. Welcome I'm looking to for Fantasy Island. I, I I knew where it was going, but I, that's all I had was tattoo. That's all I have is tattoo. We're going to be doing Hispanic accents and we're going to have fun. Uh, Next week, Party's War against Latino. Party's War from Mexico. I got to imagine Bob is on Tinder. He's like 16. He's got to be on Tinder, right? No. Oh, well, we got to find somebody. Anybody out there that's on Tinder under the sound of my voice, come on, let me. DM me. PSA, Amber, he's not really trying to hook anything up. He just wants to know because he's a curious motherfucker. Don't bitch at him for this. It's not his fault. Curiosity killed the plot. She knows that, by the way. I I had a homosexual date one time just out of curiosity. He he thought it was a date. I thought I was just hanging out with a friend, but that's a different story. I bet you were hanging out with your friend. Shut up. <laughs> but seriously, y'all, y'all can find me at the real C Platt. Anybody that is actually on Titter. Titter. <laughs> Anybody that's on Titter, you can DM me at the real C Platt. I want to have you on this show. I want to interview you. We're going to have a lightsaber fight. We're going to get Star Wars. We're going to get Off the rail show, you say, Greg DeMarco. Challenge accepted. Pop. We're on the rails. That's not even fair. That's playing with house money right there. <laughs> no, no, no. This the this the, the the tweet. So yeah, oh, Greg Demarco. Their show is off the rails. Pot is war. Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Hey, but but seriously though, uh, yeah, y'all can see me at the real or holler at me at the real C plan on Twitter. Make sure everybody goes to progressantees dot com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up an official chair shot T shirt. Again, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, the best way to make sure that we can keep continuing to provide that content is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. Anything else that anybody has to get out before we get up out of here? Because I'm doing the PB dance. Close the show. Say your thing. Come on. All right, cool, man. Hey, man. For the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Andrew Snowflake Balls Belaz, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pod is War. Honestly, I hope you guys have been, and gals have as much fun listening as we did doing this because I had a blast. Anywho, we'll see you next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. I know, yada, yada, yada. Take a shot. Until next time, shalom. Hit it, Curly. For a guy that has to pee, that was the longest close you've ever done in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh